Hello Sweat, I'm Jack Grady and this is the Sweatcast, the weekly podcast that provides industry knowledge about the latest trends in the world of sport and fitness. So welcome back for another week of the Sweatcast. I'm your host, Jack. We're with here with Go Sweat founder, Alex. And our special guest today is Natalie Clough, who is a private Pilates instructor. So why don't you just start off by telling us a little bit about yourself and, and sort of your fitness journey and how you ended up where you are today. Yeah, sure. So um, I have always been quite sporty. I've uh, been brought up in a very uh, active and sporty household where I was pretty much thrown into every sport um, and encouraged to just take part and just try and work out what I enjoy and what I like. Um, that obviously carried on through school and then I went to university at Loughborough uh, where I studied sports science, sport and exercise science, sorry, um, and, off, and played netball for the university um, and after leaving there as most of my friends and um, colleagues at the university do kind of look for any job really because it was a little bit of a tricky time so I went into various different um, work opportunities where um, I had a great time um, and I didn't actually think of even doing uh, Pilates teacher training but um, I had when I was 15 when I was at school um, a slip disc um, and because of that I found Pilates because a very good family friend of ours um, called Gordon Thompson who set originally set up body control Pilates um, he sort of got me into got me into the studio got me moving and um, got me kind of back on track after my operation um, it was only when I left university that he suggested that I do the teacher training um, which I thought was actually quite a good idea because I was really interested in sport physical activity and anatomy and, and how the body works. So I did that, um, didn't really use it for three years, uh, got asked to cover a class, which I was absolutely petrified of by one of my really good mm. friends, Georgie. Um, and she was like, no, 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 you're absolutely fine. You're a teacher, you've you know been qualified for ages. I don't know why you haven't even taught. Um, and taught the class. Um, it was probably one of the worst classes I've ever taught. Um, I, I knew what I was, but I, I was doing, but I was just very robotic and I was just, you know, so scared that anyone was going to hate it. I just wanted everyone to, the, to love Pilates yeah. because, you know, and, and I wanted to give all my knowledge out all at the same time. It was pretty much mind dumped on them, um, which I'm sure if any of my friends are listening, um, they know that I just, just do that. So I've had to train over the years to actually stop talking. Um, but came out of the class really elated, really happy, um, and actually had a really good time and realized that, you know, everyone was fine. And most people actually even came and said, thank you, and that they enjoyed it. And I was like, oh, okay, right. Which people still do today. And I still, you know, have trouble believing in, you know, that they do, you know, you, you, I think with anyone, you sort of sometimes doubt whether or not you have those doubts, especially yeah. when you work by yourself, you know, because it's hard to get that feedback from someone and especially with your friends, they're like, oh my God, I love that class. And you're like, mm, really, you're just saying that because you're my friend. But so, um, so I did that and I covered a couple more classes for the studio that I worked um, in and then they asked me to take on full time. Uh, then the full time sort of kind of developed into a regular studio time at that you know in that evening, and then I kind of picked up more and more and more sort of by word of mouth, which again was really great, and I sort of a testament to myself, even though um, I sort of kept on sort of being like, oh, it's just a little bit of fun, and then realised that I could actually do it as a um, a job, which. For people out there listening, you can teach and earn money <laughs> because that is one of the first questions anyone asks: is Can you live off it, or can you, you know, can you actually 
live and I was like yes yes you can so but uh, you know it, it does take time it does take time to build it up you can't um well, not that you can't but it's very tricky to just drop what you know your job or the job that I had so I did it in a sort of shift so I, I built built up my um portfolio to so to speak of classes and then um quit my job and then kind of ripped off the band-aid and jumped straight in and here I am now Thing. Wow! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you did that. A lot of this seems to be inspired by sort of when you had the slip disc back when you were fifteen, right? Yeah. Was go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. No. So I was going to say that um, it that was where the sort of interest kind of developed um, purely from a, um, a place where I actually had to do it to you know for a rehab. So I came into Pilates from a rehab point of view, which I guess is where where most people come in. Um, and my various different training um, throughout the years, um, I mentioned sort of before, this, uh, contempt you've got two different types, you've got contemporary and the, and the true classical. Um, and I've been fortunate to train with two very um, fantastic instructors, Gordon with the contemporary and, and Holly with um, uh, the classical. And it's, it's kind, it hasn't changed my mind, but I open my mind to both sides. So I, I see it from a rehab point of view where people need it to get better to get stronger but I also see it in its true form which is a classical where it's actually a workout you know you can get you can have a serious cardio workout from from Pilates it's not just stretching and breathing and it's yeah. you know you, you can get more which I, I love about it is that every day you learn something new that you don't know before so that's do you think that belief that it's all about stretching and breathing is why a lot of people group yoga and Pilates together I think that, uh, I don't know, because people always ask me, like, the first thing, people like, oh my god, what's the difference between yoga and Pilates? And I don't know enough, I don't do enough of yoga, for, uh, first of all, um, to sort of know a true answer to that, but I know a sort of basic answer that yoga is um, massive generalization, more spiritual, um, you hold poses for longer periods of time, whereas Pilates is a repetition of sets of exercise. You know, the two work very well together. Joseph Pilates studied yoga when he was developing um, his, um, you know, exercises. So it's obviously, you know, played a massive factor in the whole thing. But um, I think, yeah, may, I mean, maybe. I think you have, it, it's, I think that sort of stretching and breathing idea comes from uh, the contemporary style of Pilates, where it's a little bit more uh, gentle and a little bit more focused on just movement and mobility, rather than um, giving yourself a sort of a workout, so to speak. You're probably biased, but would you recommend someone start yoga or Pilates first? Um, I would say I, I am. <laughs> yeah, okay, maybe I am biased. Um, I have. Um, I was actually talking about uh, this with one of my friends the other day, or one of my, the other instructors, um, and uh, we both kind of concluded that they both work very well together, but I think if you're going to choose one, choose Pilates. Um, but choose if you want to do both, do Pilates and yoga, only because yoga is, if you're very hypermobile or quite flexible, um, and you do yoga, which is great, and it is a wonderful, you know, exercise and practice to, especially to get out of your mind. I mean, I need to do that, which is probably why I avoid it. Um, but you can, you don't, you don't strengthen yourself in the way that Pilates does. So you, you, you know, holding po uh, yoga poses is, you know, really hard, and they 
Um, and so you get strength from that, but the core strength that you get from Pilates gives you a different type of strength that I think is useful, especially if you've got a slightly more flexible body type. Um, so it sort of reins you in a little bit more rather than letting you be really sort of open and, you know, that's where you can potentially cause a couple of injuries. But again, it really depends on the body type. Yeah. That's, you know, my, my opinion for anyone who's deciding that, <laughs> yeah. listening to this and going mental down the end, especially any yoga instructors. <laughs> um, so now I personally don't know all that much about Pilates, but I, I do know there are a couple different types. Some types that I saw online were studio, mat, and, and hit Pilates. Do you maybe go into detail about what the differences are between these? Yeah, so um, I mentioned contemporary and classical. The original, for those sort of purists out there, classical is the true way. Um, it's the way that uh, Joseph Pilates created it. It's a set um, exercise uh, sequence that you go through, um, you build your strength, and you use all the parts of the apparatus in the studio. If you're fortunate to be near a classical studio, it's, it's really fascinating to look at it. You've got the reformer, which... I think most people know because there are um, loads of reformer classes. The Cadillac, which is a uh, like a four-poster bed, um, which has springs off it. You sort of half of a Cadillac is a tower that's on the floor, which has got a mat. Then you've got the wonder chair, you've got the high chair, you've got the pedipole, you've got the baby chair. You've you know you've got all these apparatus, and the idea is that you work through um, all the apparatus to to get a full workout. Um, now with the contemporary style, you can use. The apparatus is in uh, parts in their entirety, so you can have a full workout just on the reformer, um, which is where the reformer classes come from. But that's not um, classical um, uh, the same way as you can work out just on a on a Cadillac. Um, the mat is the mat class is without um, any apparatus; it's just with small props like a magic circle, uh, which was created by Joseph Pilates. So it's um, considered as a like, correct bit of apparatus um, and it was taken from the barrels um, it's those metal bits go, that go around the oh, barrels yeah, yeah. yeah. a little, little fun fact for you mm -hmm. so the metal bits that go around barrels he took it off and realised that if you pressed you created a resistance band oh, yeah. um, so or circle so to speak so out of that came the magic circle and if anyone hasn't used it it burns uh, I love <laughs> using it so for my math classes it features quite heavily um, other small props are like little balls little weights you know all of that it just makes it a little bit more fun you can use some barrels as well um, sorry so the so yeah so Matt is was created by him as homework so he wanted everyone to go home work on your mat get your strength um, and then come into the studio and and, and work out with the apparatus. Um, mat nowadays is a great affordable way for most people to be able to do Pilates. So it's become you know its own uh, exercise, I guess, in it in itself. Um, it sort of should be about forty five minutes, but most classes do tend to be an hour. Um, again, it depends on the teacher. Um, mm -hmm. Hit Pilates is kind of a diffusion. Um, uh, I um, teach it actually. Um, it's quite fun. It's it's a mix of HIT and Pilates, that's why it's called HIT yeah. Pilates. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's not necessarily true Pilates, but it has elements of Pilates in it. So I'll focus on alignment and core and the principles of Pilates whilst doing the exercises. Um, it's good to get your heart rate up. It's good to throw your body into a different type of exercise regime, uh, wake it up. I know that I'm really lazy, I do not run. Um, so that is, my <laughs> hit is my only cardio that I do. Um, uh, 
and it, I just kind of did it as a way of making it a little bit more fun for my for myself and just trying something new and and people like it you know it get um, everyone's so time poor that they want quick results in a short period of time and the way to change your body quickly is to shock it into doing something that you're not used to doing so if you mix hit with some pilates you'll feel some serious burns going yeah. on so yeah. in, a, in a classical studio mm. would you have a room with maybe one mat one reform bed one cadillac one tower one half tower <laughs> and that's all i can remember <laughs> yeah so it was the very original version of Pilates, you kind of move from station to station under instruction. No, so um, that does make sense because that's like a sort of circuit type thing. Um, you would have at least, it depends on the size of the studio, um, you would have at least two or three bits of reformer and tower. So um, Cadillac, there are things on it that you can do that you can't do on a tower because the tower is essentially a mat bed with springs coming off a wall um, or a, a vertical um, post. Um, and for a class, you need kind of more than one or two pieces. The the general classes you can have um, depends on which studio you go to. But some people uh, just have a tower class, which is a mixture of mat and the spring work, um, and then they use the small props like the circle. Uh, then a semi-private is, um, or sort of a, a, a general class, is you use the reformer and you work out on the reformer for about twenty five minutes. So that is where you um, get your sweat on you get your workout and then after that for the rest of the class time you work on your they call it the c part which is the individual needs of the client which is where the classical training slightly differs um, and you can teach people a different ability so i can teach an advanced person and a beginner and someone with an injury all at the same time with the classical um, method because they learn the exercises and they know what's coming next so you say everyone's on the reform for 25 minutes you know your order, off you go, I'll come around and correct you. And then you move on, so I'll go, someone who's old, I wouldn't put them on a wander chair because it's got a very small base, a very small mat, and they'll probably fall off and injure themselves. But I could put them on a tower and they could do stuff like leg springs where they're lying on their back and arm springs because it supports their body and it is a very safe environment. I can kind of, you know, let them not get off with that, go off with that, and then they can sort of do that. So, so that's, if you're doing an individual... A private lesson, yeah. You go to someone's house, is that predominantly map based? Yeah, it is, unless they have their own apparatus. Um, some, some people, people have that, yeah. Some people are very, very keen yeah. and, um, and they have their own apparatus, which much, is great. How much does one of those cost? It's quite pricey, yeah. <laughs> but it depends again where you get it from. Um, Before beds are a couple of thousand pounds, aren't they? And the rest, yeah. There's the nice. former former beds about five grand. Um, that's the sort of classical apparatus because you have to. It comes from the states, and then you get taxed on it, and yeah. then you pay shipping, and then you take out a second mortgage on your place. <laughs> so, um, but yes, I'm I'm asking for a chair, a little wonder chair, for my birthday next year. There you go. <laughs> that's kind of where we're going with that. Not not a reformer. I think I'd get shut down fairly quickly. <laughs> um. So sort of new wave of fitness going on right now where it's much more holistic and proactive approach as opposed to reactive. How do you think not only Pilates fits into that, but you as an instructor? I know you mentioned um, before we started recording a little bit about trying to attack childhood obesity. So maybe if you could just elaborate a little bit on all that stuff, that'd be great. Yeah, so I think that um, it's gone very much from the sort of, uh, from what I've seen anyway, um, and what I've experienced is 
going to a class or doing a class and and just wanting um, to just go in there and do it and leave um, and not having to understand it, not wanting to understand it and just the people who are conscious about exercising just you know go in get it done and leave whereas now a lot more people are a lot more interested in why am i doing this how am i doing this there's a lot more obviously publicity about stuff there's a lot more papers there's you know there's generally a lot more information available to people so people are you know when i'm teaching people they're asking you know why am i doing this what's this doing what's this working um and you, you know you want to give people information and I think it's important because then people take responsibility for their workout rather than just you know being spoon fed which um, which is where you know giving the responsibility back to the client in I keep on going back to the classical thing um, go in the classical studio because they have to learn their workout you know if they don't know what's coming next they have to sit there and wait until you you know you, you, you sort of you tell them whereas they can keep working through it and I think that um, that's through education, a lot of it, you know, not necessarily education in the Pilates seal, but education from when you grow up. So if you grow up, and like I mentioned, you know, my, I was never really allowed to watch TV. It was get out, throw a ball around, kick a ball around, yes. you know, go and, go and improve on that coordination that yeah. <laughs> is a, needs a lot of work. And um, with the advances in technology, that has changed a lot. Um, like I mentioned to you before, you know, the dissertation that I did at university was to do with the increases of modern technology and you know how that's massively affected our, li our lives. You know, my younger cousins and stuff. You know, they sit and they play games. You know, they are very active because our family is very sort of proactive about stuff like that. But if you know, we, I'm very lucky that I've been around that kind of vibe. And and if you're you know in a school or environment or your friends or your family don't have that kind of um, drive to you know get you to move then it's very easy to just become um, you know sedentary um, so how do you instill that motivation into younger people yeah see that's the hard thing yeah. that's the really hard and it's, it's so funny that you asked because we were actually again talking about that today because I sort of spoke to one of my friends about coming here and she was saying that um, she was talking she's a GP and she was saying that um, actually in the older generation they kind of seem to have found this step count you know the you know you have to do your 10,000 steps a day sure. and so she gets all these older people coming into her saying I've done 8,000 steps you know that's yeah. great you know and especially with companies now that are giving you bonuses for doing you know like gyms or something or, or health providers that are giving you bonuses like a, you know a coffee or something for um, however many steps you do which is is great but it's not really the idea you know it's not about that's not you know you could do 10,000 steps quite, you know I did say quite easily that's maybe, that's maybe me because I'm running backwards and forwards through the studio but um it's 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 not about that it's not about sort of looking and going right okay I've done that so therefore I'm now healthy it's you know it's not you've got to elevate your heart rate you've got to eat healthily as well you know I get asked all the time you know I'm doing Pilates you know I've been doing it with you for ages when am I going to lose weight and that kind of kills me inside because it's it's not about you know everyone's like oh you're you know you're you're so fit and healthy and I'm like yeah but I love chocolate and I love eating and yeah. I'm just very lucky that I'm very tall so I can hide it in a lot of places <laughs> so um, it's, it's so yeah I guess it's it goes back to education from schools and family. Um, I think you know from from me. I think what Jamie Oliver is trying to do in schools is great. I think that's it's amazing, and but it's a lot more um, uh, 
you've also got the quick fixes. You know, you've got, I mean, you could go into like a whole debate about it, but, you know, people that get obese and then you've got, um, you know, gastric bypass and, and then you have a, your stomach made smaller and that's not a solution. That's a really serious yeah. operation. But because we've got that at our fingertips, people can, you know, do that or people are always wanting to do... Um, you know, quick diets or quick fixes or anything. But I think that uh, kids, I think you just got to get them to move. You just got to get them to, you know, and not forced, like I said to you earlier. You, you, know, you got to get them to enjoy. Yeah, you got to get it to enjoy. And I think that's the main thing. And it's it's providing an option. You know, if rugby's not your thing, you know, because you're quite small and you know you're you're, you're going to get tackled the you know the hell out of it or you know your your hand-eye coordination isn't great then let's give them something else that's not you know ball sports that kind of gives this sort of bravado or this sort of um hierarchy of you know popularity which kind of comes with sports and school and it mm -hmm. just kind of yeah you know. absolutely so um yeah so th that is one thing that i want to look at to get into schools and to, to try and teach kids not just to be a solution but to just be another option so that you can you know be pleased with yourself and see yourself progressing without it being a competition it can be for your own for your own thing um but i just need to try and get one of those dsb things that you can't get without the school promoting in the school or promote you without one of it so it's yeah. <laughs> they don't make it easy so. yeah exactly but um yeah I, I think it's making it fun making it attainable not making it a challenge not making it um uh, competitive, you know, it's 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 just enjoy, uh, just about moving, and that ha that when you get that from younger age, and hopefully then that stays with you, and then it you know, and it's still pick it up today, you know, you don't have to be from a child. It's just easier when you're younger because it's kind of where all your muscle memory starts. Yeah. Where do you see Pilates going in the next five years? Ooh, good question. I think that. It's obviously been around for a while, not nearly as long as yoga, because obviously it's been, um, you know, more recent. Um, but I think that a lot more, where I see it or where I want to see it. Both. Okay. So um, I, a lot more um, sports are taking it on board and seeing it as a real tool to help support the strength um, of their athletes. Um, we had amazing. Uh, an instructor who came over from the states who teach all the who teaches all the NFL guys, and he teaches them to kick not with their legs but with their core, and that is kind of one of the main things of Pilates is using your core to generate power from everywhere else. You know, so so you can be a really really strong. Strong. Um, so um, the fact that it's being adopted a lot more, I think it's becoming a lot more recognised. Not only in that sense, but also by physios, by GPs for rehab. Um, uh, a lot more, you know, physios will be like, "Great, you're doing Pilates, you're on the right track. Off you go," um, for strengthening and, and getting people um, a lot stronger. So um, I see it hopefully opening up loads of people's um, uh, viewpoints and and not being so sort of uh, bottle bottlenecks into sort of it's just breathing and stretching. Um, where I hope it goes is I hope, like I said, it, it gets picked up for schools. Um, I hope that it is a lot more available. You know, there's loads of teachers um, coming, you know, doing teacher training. I think a lot more people are sort of seeing it as a recognised profession. Um, just to be, you know, I want it to be like a Starbucks <laughs> on, yes. on every corner. I think that's actually what Joseph Pilates wanted. But um, yeah, de definitely just to be more widely available and um, 
and there ought to be a bit more education about it and not to be this judgmental you know am I doing the right Pilates or the wrong Pilates yeah. or oh hip Pilates isn't Pilates because it's you know it's got hit or something you know ultimately if you've got a teacher who's making you move and you're having fun and you're you know you're getting fit then that should be the the, the main you know the main sort of focus of unfortunately there's a great website that's just launched where it uh, helps people find their local philosophy oh really and um, what's that one uh, <laughs> i would do it self no but i think that's great i mean I, you know i think it's really great and i i'm i'm surprised that there's nothing like you guys already um and also when i found it i was like oh my god that's great you know it's it's it it it, it just makes it more accessible and more you know, you, like I said to when I spoke to Steph, I was like, I didn't know that there was a little studio around the corner, and this was for like candlelight yoga because yeah. I was just thinking, oh my god, that looks amazing, and I want to go to it. Um, <laughs> it's going on I know exactly, and I was like, I can't go. I'm here. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, it's. I just think that hopefully people become a lot more um, open to different ideas and different concepts and people become less judgmental. Hopefully, there's kind of being a little bit of a turn and less sort of prejudice about stuff. So. Okay, so now we're going to hop into a little bit of a different section of the podcast where we're going to bounce some questions off off of you. I just want you to say that really the first thing that comes to your mind. I've got butterflies, I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> like I um, want it to be the right answer, which is completely against what I was saying. <laughs> some of them are going to be about uh, sports and fitness, while some yeah. of them will not be. Okay. Um, so first one, we'll start you off easy, is what's your favorite post-Pilates meal? Ooh. This is where my brain goes into like overdrive. It depends what mood I'm in, but no, no, it's a bit. No, yeah, I know they go. There I go again. No, it depends what mood I'm in. I, I'm I'm such a foodie that I'll, if I'm really hungry, I won't have a clue. I just want to get anything into my, you know, if I've really worked out hard, I just I just need food. I do. I carry um, stuff with me because I'm always on the move. Um, but um, I, at the moment, this is really lame, but it's a chicken Caesar uh, wrap from Bailey and Sage that's just open next door <laughs> to the studio, which is really bad for my bank pants. <laughs> but say what my craving goes show you soon. Okay, so what's one thing you do in the morning to start your day right? Um, I would love to say I get up and work out, but that's a complete lie. Um, I wake up and I try to drink some water if I got it by my bed. Um, I have a shower and I get into my gym clothes that I've placed on the floor um, because for some reason I've got loads of gym gear but it takes me a while to decide and I feel Not like if I'm wearing yeah. like a, a good outfit I feel like I'm in a good you know good place you yeah no no I don't and to the point where my friends and I when we go for dinner can you please actually just wear some trainer a train like the jeans or a top and I'm, <laughs> I don't actually have that but no if I've got I, I get not upset, but if I have a, if I have the trousers and a top that kind of go together, I'm like, yes, right. You it's know, good day. Yeah, good day. <laughs> Where's your day. favorite place to buy workout clothes from? Um, I've got quite a mix of stuff, um, but Nike seems to actually hold true to sort of lasting for a really long time. Sweat to bit I love, but um, there some of the stuff doesn't last as long. That's Having said that, I'm surprised. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm. They're very nice to me, and they give me a discount. So, if you're an instructor, you get a discount. Same with Lululemon, actually, as well. But Nike, they don't. So, Nike, if you're listening, give me a discount, please. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So, what's something you never leave home without? Ooh, my laptop. Um, actually, my phone. My phone more than my laptop, um, because I'm never. I never know where I'm going to be. So, if I. Um, uh, 
no, I'll go with phone. Good phone because it has everything. I have all my classes on it. I'm constantly on the phone to, to um, clients, etc. So yeah. Phone. Okay, great. And then, how often do you work out uh, per week? Um, again, I should be saying more than I do, but I would try to. I'd say between three and five times a week. Um, I if there's a class going and I've got a spare moment, I'll jump into it. I much prefer doing classes than working out by myself. I'm yeah. lazy. <laughs> so, Joseph Pilates wouldn't be proud. No, he would. He would not be giving me my apple at the end of my class. I'll tell you that. So, if you could give someone a book as a gift, what book would it be? Um, so at the moment, it's, that's quite fitting because I've got um, quite a few friends and family members that are pregnant at the moment. And when I did my antenatal, um, there was the most amazing book by Nicole Croft um, called The Birth, uh, the Good Birth Companion. Um, and it's uh, basically a sort of very factual um, book and guide to pre, post, um, uh, natal and all sort of birthing opportunities and, and birthing opportunities, birthing options, um, <laughs> opportunities, uh, birthing options. And, um, I just, I just found it really fascinating and it was really a, a good wealth of knowledge for myself. So anyone who, who is pregnant, go and get yourself that book because it's amazing. Don't judge it by the cover because what's inside is more, is really good. Have they all signed up for pre and post natal classes already? Uh, they have. My cousin who's in France, I'm doing some videos for her and sending them over and um, my friend Katie um, I am teaching at the moment as well okay great um, so what's one purchase over the last let's say the last 12 months that cost less than a hundred dollars that you felt that you just absolutely hit a home run and you got a lot of great value out of okay so i'm going to go with the fact that the exchange rate <laughs> for dollars to pounds i maybe got a little bit of um, flexibility um a magic circle from tiger that costs a fiver um which they sell, all the they sell yeah some of it's a bit um uh not useful for me but um, you can buy magic circles anywhere. You can buy them on Amazon. Um, they've got branding all over them. But honestly, the one from Tiger is going to do the job. And the the fact that you'll probably buy it and leave it in the corner of your house anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Spend a fiver. It's a lot cheaper. And, and that, that will give you a good workout. Okay, great. And then uh, last question. What's one final tip or trick that you would have for all of our listeners? This could be about fitness. It could be about nutrition and dieting. It could really be about anything. Okay, I'm not going to go with fitness, and, uh, sorry, I'm not going to go with fitness, not going to go with nutrition because I'm a little bit of a, uh, uh, I'm going to go with fitness. So, um, um, so I would just say keep moving, move, 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 like um, think of physical activity instead of exercise, it doesn't matter what level of ability you are, doesn't matter. Uh, what injury level you are, you know, I'm a Pilates instructor on my back went the other day, you know, it just shows me how important it is for me to keep moving and keep on top of my, my not necessarily workout, but just, you know, I'd given, it was too stressful, like I had a really stressful week and I hadn't given myself time to, you know, to focus on me. So, um, take, the, uh, get off the bus and walk and uh, stop, you know, that you wouldn't normally walk, park your car away from the entrance of a supermarket, um, you know, take the stairs instead of the lift. Um, try to you know make any little changes that all adds up first thing in the morning spend one minute doing you know some some exercises or some stretching you know everyone needs to stretch the amount of people yeah. that I have coming into a class that can't actually work pro out properly because they're so tight I'd say yeah. stretch so that's it move and stretch 
<laughs> and then do everything else. <laughs> so that about wraps it up for today. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed, and a special thanks for Natalie for coming yeah, thank on. Thank you for having me. I love that. Thanks very much. Thanks.